There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Yesterday morning, we were going through these figures. They had dropped early Thursday morning and they make for grim reading. Uh, we've often spoken about gambling and the extent of gambling and the difficulty of gambling addiction. But this new report, compiled by the Economic and Social Research Institute, tells us that one in ten adults, one in ten, are now either problem gamblers or say gambling has caused them multiple problems. The figure comes up with ten times more problem gamblers in the country than we ever thought. Roughly one in 30 people have a problem with gambling. And by a problem, we mean spending more than a thousand euro a month on gambling of all kinds. That is huge numbers of people. Huge numbers of people. Definitely very, very worrying. Owen Coyne, we've spoken before. Owen uh, is an advocate for uh, gambling harm reduction and prevention. Himself, a former problem gambler, in recovery now for quite some time. Uh, Owen, good to talk to you again. These figures don't really come as any surprise to you. Good morning. Morning, PJ. No, not at all. I think when I saw previous figures, I always felt as though they were a a gross underestimate. Mm. And I think the figures that were published um, yesterday are, are, are a fair a fairer reflection, at least, on the state of problem gambling in our country. This is people spending a thousand euro a month or more on gambling. That that is a problem. It is. It's a serious problem. I mean, that's that's uh, one third of of the average monthly income for for a household. You know, PJ, and like I know from my own lived experience, the amount of money and the amount of time that I spent gambling it took away so much from my life and, and and it's doing it now to so many people in in cork and and further afield and like there's a disproportionate amount of people uh living in disadvantaged socioeconomic backgrounds that are affected by by, by gambling by gambling addiction and by problem gambling you and i have spoken before about gambling about how it's the most insidious addiction because there's no hangover there's no visible signs. You can carry on yes. a perfectly mm-hmm. normal life while spending every cent that you have gambling. And that's the worst part. It is. And I think the problem that that then leads to is that it all comes to light after it's too late. You'll recognize the signs of somebody drinking alcohol seven days a week and, and slowly that you know, there are there are alarm bells ringing for people. But for the likes of me and for the likes of other people that are stuck in the addiction, they may be so far down the line that, you know, they go to apply for a mortgage and you've 
secretly hidden huge gambling debt. You you can't get credit. Um, mm. you're consumed. You're you're consumed by so many thoughts around gambling and the harms that it it is doing to you. And the thing about gambling is, unlike any other addiction, you actually believe that you can get yourself out of the situation yeah. by gambling more. You can drop a yeah. week's wages on a phone in in twenty seconds, and, and that's yeah. the pro- the real problem, isn't it? It is, and like two thirds of gambling is happening online, and you could be sitting there with a loved one or at in company and chatting and laughing away and, and joking away, and and behind it all, your week's wages or the mortgage could all go on the horse race that's up on the on the television screen inside in the corner of the pub, and nobody will know. And you're speaking yeah. from very painful personal experience here, on. Yeah, I've been there, Fiji. I've been there. I've gambled the month's rent on a horse or on a soccer match. And more often than not, that leads then to chasing gambling losses and it leads to trying to borrow money off friends, trying to get an overdraft from the bank that you know in your heart and soul that you're, you're just going to, you know, bury your head in the sand about all this, this money that you owe. And it just becomes such a vicious cycle that you end up spiraling into even before you know you're in it and it's it's not until you're in the depths of it that you realize Mm. i'm in trouble here you know and from that then what i found was i used to get so cross at myself for not being able to stop i looked at my peers who didn't have have a problem with gambling and i just thought why can't i just be like them why can't i walk into the bookies on cheltenham and walk back out and come back next year but i couldn't it ate away at me until it just started consuming every part of my life it just eroded any chance that i had of reaching potential in my life in my you know mid to late teens into my early 20s and unfortunately that that seems to be the the huge demographic that do get sucked into gambling men early 20s into early 30s and it's ruining lives people contact me regularly Mm-hmm. to signpost them to professional services and it's just, it, they're telling me my story that's almost 10 years on now PJ yeah, yeah I was just going to ask you how, how long is it now since you placed a bet 15th of January 2014 was the last time I had a bet when was the last time you wanted to just at the weekend really yeah, just at the weekend there was and it was fleeting PJ there was an ad came up on the television I think it was in relation to one of the rugby matches that are on at the moment and uh, it looked inviting to me. Wow. wow. And I thought that, that'd be nice. And um, thankfully I've, I've developed a way of recognising an urge like that and sitting with it. But, you know, for people in early recovery, that might be the, the trigger yes. that would send them back into into that, um, into that horrible what? place that they don't want to be in. We mentioned Cheltenham. There are other times in the year that are uh, difficult. Like you said, the the Rugby World Cup at the moment, Christmas, New Year, pretty much anything really can provide difficulty for someone. Yeah, it does. And like that brings us back to like the incessant advertising of gambling and it's, it's, it, how it has embedded itself in all sport now. And it has done so, uh, with a free reign both here and in the UK. Um, You see gambling advertising on 
every single sporting event now. Yeah. Is it time to ban it? 100%. The time to ban it was 10 years ago. The next best time to ban it is now. 100% it's time to ban gambling advertising. It's time to educate people around gambling. And it's also time to regulate the gambling industry that has had a free reign on gambling in this country for the last 100 years. And Peter, just another point that I want to make around that is when you see gambling advertising on the TV and at the end of their gambling advert, they'll ask you to bet responsibly. Yes. Okay. They're putting the onus on the gambler. Now, where is the onus on the gambling industry to act responsibly? Because they have acted recklessly for so long, for too long. There's another catchphrase on you don't, I haven't so much seen it here, but you certainly see it on uh, British television ads and hear it on British radio ads. When the fun stops, stop. Much easier said than done, I would think. Absolutely. PJ, it's like when you go to the pub for a few pints and you're, you're, you you tell yourself that I'll have four pints and I'll head away home and next thing the crack is mighty and you're, you, you decide to go up to the top shelf. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I do. After a couple, you're thinking... I'm going to stay on now and I'm going to enjoy the party. When you're sucked into it, when you're in the middle of it, if you're chasing a loss, you're not going to say, I'm 200 in the hole now. I'm just going to walk out the door and leave that 200 behind. That's not how it works. And it's far too simplistic to think you can just walk away from such an addictive product. It's very easy to say, oh, like, you know, you're losing. It's the most obvious thing in the world. You need to stop gambling. That's fine, but like, it's an addiction and we need to treat it as an addiction deserves. You know, gambling addiction needs to be treated as a public health emergency is what it is now at the moment. Looking at the figures that were released, it's far more prevalent than we, it was believed to be. Yes. But the services aren't there for people to work out of addiction. This needs to be a wake-up call to all of us. Owen, thank you. Thanks, PJ. Cheers. That's that's uh, Owen, Owen Coyne. Don't you just admire the man's honesty? Like, it's 10 years since he placed a bet, and it's only last weekend he felt like he might, but he managed to talk himself out of it. Good man. Kate says, why don't they have a system where you can block access to these sites at mobile phone level with the providers? been done for other things. I know a couple and the man sold all the furniture in the house while his wife was away for the weekend. He sold it for gambling money. And there are horror stories out there like that case. All the furniture sold in the house. Or a second, I heard of a case one time, a second mortgage on the property that the wife knew nothing about. And the mortgage was being spent on gambling. 0818 96 96 96. But those figures that have come out yesterday indicate, as Owen said, the problem is a lot worse than we ever thought it was. One adult in 30 of us is now a problem gambler. And many of them spending more than a thousand euro a month. If you're looking at these gambling figures published yesterday by the Economic and Social Research Institute, which came as a shock to some of the usual commentators, possibly even some of the politicians, but came as no shock to anybody connected to problem gambling. Philip has a problem with gambling. He's been clean now for a while, but he is struggling.
I'll talk to Philip next. So, Philip, uh, how long is it now since you last placed a bet or gambled in any way? Morning. Good morning, PJ. Uh, yeah, it's about, I'd say it's about over a year now, you know. Uh, not, not even over a year, maybe nine months that way. And you know what, PJ? Gambling, gambling for me will always be my, uh, my, my go to addiction when I'm, when I'm struggling, right? Uh, because it's the silent one. You understand? <laughs> it's the one that no one knows that you're, you're doing it, but, but it's your head. It's my, it's my own head tells me, you know, you're doing wrong here. You're doing wrong here. Look at the treatment centers you're in already for this. You know, and it's the worst one of all, I think. It done more damage to me than any drinking drugs, son, and that's the truth. How far back does your problem go? My problem started with gambling. Oh, in 2007, I would have been seven years clean from drinking drugs at the time. Okay. And uh, I was waiting, actually, to go to a recovery meeting. And I seen these neon lights in the casino. Mm-hmm. And I said, whoa, what's in here? And I went in. And I never, never used a, a slap machine in my life. It was my first time ever using a slap machine. And this old woman in there was showing me how to use the machine. Mm-hmm. And uh, all I seen was my money going down and down. And I said, this is a joke. And I hit it again uh, to spin the wheel and uh, or to hit the button. And uh, the alarms went off and the sirens went off and everything. I thought I was after breaking the machine. I was actually after winning the jackpot and it was a substantial amount of money because it wasn't one in so many so many months okay okay so i was automatically hooked was that the trigger that was the trigger for me the money that you won that day did you put that straight back into the machine no i didn't put it straight back into the machine i actually i actually used it sensibly but i also they, they probably got they probably got the bones of another four or five thousand back what was that much? Was it? Yeah, I was well over it. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was. I was actually shocked because the woman was telling me. She said, "You have to win the jackpot," and I thought the jackpot be only about two hundred euro. And then when she told me what I was after winning, oh my god, I nearly got a heart attack on the spot. And how quickly, Philip, were you in trouble? I'd say about uh, a few months after that, uh, PJ. Like I was in trouble. Uh, with with gambling then I was in trouble with gambling then because I was going to other recovery meetings and uh, I couldn't wait to get out of the meeting to to actually go to go gambling so you were going to your drinking drug recovery meetings and then coming out of them to go gambling yeah 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 that's what I was doing and did it dawn on you at all like that this is another addiction had set in did that dawn on you not at the start not at the start because I, I didn't realize I, 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 it, it was in, it was probably in the later stage when I went to my first treatment center, like I realized this is like, this is, this is another addiction that I'm after getting. Like, so I drink drugs and gambling and I was saying, what? This is mad. And like, like I remember being in the treatment center and, uh, my, I like, I, I was, I wasn't after having a drinking drug and lot, nearly, four years at the time, four and a half years, five years, and uh, uh, the sweat was pouring out of my hands and my heartbeat was racing. And I went down to the doctor and I said to the doctor, I said, what's wrong with my hands? And he said, uh, you're getting withdrawals. I said, but I didn't have a drink and a drug in years and years. And he said, 
Oh, he said, you're getting, gamb- you're getting withdrawals from gambling. He said, what? I said, why? I said, to the host that? He said, you, use, you leave off the same dolphins in your, in your brain that you, you, use, you, you leave off when you're drinking and, and when you're taking drugs. And, and this was all new to me, PJ, because I didn't realize this. I said, what? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Drinking and taking drugs has a physical effect on the body. And when you withdraw from them, then you expect a physical withdrawal. But you don't expect that from gambling. And that's what you, you suffer that. Yeah, I suffered that. It's the same thing when you're gambling. You're, you're like, in the end, what I realized is that it wasn't about winning. It was about the rush. I was getting a rush. I was getting that, that hit. Mm. that I would have got when I was drinking and taking and drugs. So, and, and I, 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 lo- I love this. I love that hit. Like, I could, I could have lost, I, I would have lost thousands in the casino and it wouldn't have bothered me. You know what I mean? Or, or any other, a normal kind of person, if there's, if, like, you know what I mean, is a person that's not a compulsive gambler would be ready to throw themselves into the river. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But with me, it just, I just, like, it wasn't about winning. Looking back now, how much money did you throw into the machines? Oh Jesus, man! I I, I actually couldn't I couldn't answer that. I couldn't answer that. Really? A, a lot of money. A lot of a money. lot of money. How did you fund it? A lot of money. I I funded because I was doing a scheme and I was and uh, I I would have been doing a far scheme and do you know what? I would have been doing a bit of work here and there. So, but every penny I made went into them machines and uh, it affected everything. It affected my rent. It affected everything. You know, I wasn't paying for my rent. And, and uh, uh, no, it's a, I think it's actually one of the worst and sneakiest addictions yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. And what happened to get you into treatment? Was there a moment? Was there a, an incident? Uh, to be honest, I was getting ready to rob a post office. Wow. I was getting ready to rob a post office. I did all planned and uh, because I needed more money. And uh, I remember ringing, ringing the treatment center and saying that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a bad place here. I need to, I need to get out of, I need to get out of society. I need to get away from society before I do something drastic. You were so desperate that you were putting a plan together in your head to rob a post office. Yeah. And something told you, ring a treatment center instead. Yeah. So, like, like uh, something said, like, oh, you need to, you need to do something here. I tell you what I was going to do, PJ, and this is the honest truth. My head was so gone at this stage. I was, I had my, I was waiting for it to get dark. I had my passport in my back pocket, and I was going to throw myself into the river. And I throw myself, if I throw myself into the river, I have my passport in my back pocket and they wouldn't, they'd have no problem identifying me then from my family. That's the way I thought of it. you poor And fella. then I said, yeah, 
yeah, yeah. That's that's where it brought me, PJ. I I wanted to die. I wanted to die. I I I hated. I, I it came to a stage. You know, I came to a stage that I'd be walking down the road, right? And then all of a sudden, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a, a, a casino. Even no plans to go to that casino. You know what I'm saying? I do. And I just end up in a, a casino. And I was saying, what? what is, it actually, it, it actually took over my whole, my whole, uh, my whole mind. And I noticed, like, I noticed, uh, I noticed, uh, like, uh, maybe a lot of people would be uh, a lot of young people are starting to go into the casinos as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen it myself. And uh, I, I, do you know what, no, PJ? I struggle. I struggle. I struggle. It's the one I struggle with, buddy. And that's the truth. That's the one I struggle with. That's the one I struggle with. I'm talking to you on your mobile. Yeah. And that's the yeah. most dangerous thing of all, the mobile phone in your pocket, yeah. because it's all in there if you yeah. want it. How do you, how do you resist that, Philip? Yeah. It, I find it hard. I find it hard to resist that. The fellow was telling me about it there a few few months ago, and I said, "You know what? I'm not even going to go near that now because that would be that would be you know that's the one that that's the one that would would destroy me totally." Are you literally getting through day by day, and each day that you don't go into a casino is a good day? Is that where you are right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's where it is. That's where it is. And, uh, and do you go like, to meetings? I, I, I didn't go to a GA meeting in a long, long time. I, I kind of go to another recovery meeting okay. that helps me an awful lot, and I, I've, I, I've, uh, I've, I've gets great help there. But uh, I even share it, like in, in the in the recovery meeting I got. That oh, that's the one I struggle with. It's the one I struggle with, and and uh, and there's another one or two lads in there as well that have uh, have that problem as well, you know. So uh, on a day like today, now. On an ordinary day, you're walking through town and you feel the urge. What do you do? Do you pick up the phone and call someone? What do you do? Do you know what? No. Sometimes it gets the better of me and sometimes I, I walk past it. And do you know what, PJ? So, like, I could go I could go months and months without thinking of gambling and then something could happen, like life and life's terms or whatever the case may be, and it'll just drive me over the edge and... Do you know I'd win and have a flutter, and that and that and that's being honest. It, it's the one that I struggle with. Well, you know what? First of all, Philip, thank you for your honesty, and secondly, I wish you well with getting through today without going through that door. How's that? Thanks, PJ. Thanks a million, mate. Wow, there's a, a lot of honesty there in in Philip. You have a good day, fella. Back to gambling. And those figures that came out yesterday. Colm, good morning to you. One of the things that I see about the gambling is that the latter is probably one of the biggest, probably, and I'd say the latter is the biggest gambling organization in Ireland. In the sense, there's a couple of things that I find wrong about it. Selling of lottery tickets and scratch cards in the interest of most shops, I think is wrong. It should be put away where the alcohol is. Really? So that if somebody wants to gamble, then let them gamble down there. Uh, the lot of advertisers a sense of, oh, we do for charity work. I think that's false as well, in the sense it's a commercial organization making money. Yeah. Uh, the, 13, the 13 I have my 
be at the moment with them is that they have this thing where you've won three euros and you get a free card for the euro million draw. Yeah. And now that's, they're, they're chatting that as a win. But it's not a win because they don't give you the choice whether you want to gamble or not. Yeah, I, I don't do the lotto very often, Colm, unless it gets to some astronomical figure of rollover. And then I'm thinking I, I might as well be in it as out of it. But yeah. I, I like you. I do see people there have, buying their lunch and they're yeah. buying their sandwich and their bottle of water. And with the three or four quid change... They're buying lotto tickets and then they're going down and they're scratching them off and they're yeah. coming back and they're getting more. And you'd have to think that buried within these figures that we got from the ESRI, that buried yeah. within them, if you look deep into it, are yeah. hundreds of people who just spend an, an awful lot of money on lottery tickets. But yeah, well, you see, uh, the, the other thing I find is sad is, sad is that I saw not too long ago uh, an elderly person, and I know they just had that pension. Mm-hmm. And they were buying scratch cards. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just at the post office. I've seen it in the shops as well. And uh, I think it's wrong. I just think if that wasn't there, the person buying that bottle of milk wouldn't have bought a scratch card if it wasn't straight in front of them. Yeah, you think there should be a specific lotto outlet rather than in every second shop, yeah? Yeah, Uh, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't, you have to, physically go and get it somewhere else you get not where you're paying your thing I have and, yeah. yeah yeah because I think it's encouraging people to gamble and playing the lotto is gambling because I do it myself I play this I'm yeah. just stupid enough to do it that's my well, problem we've, 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 we've all got a scratch card in the hope <laughs> oh no I don't I no 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 I'm not I don't do the scratch cards I know okay. that's a scam from the very beginning well to be fair no we can't use the word scam because you do win but not as much as people would like to think you can't use the word scam to be fair I'm sorry I, yeah, it's okay. a legitimate business Colin but you know yourself no, it, no I think it's a, a gambling but it should be called a gambling business it shouldn't be called doing work for charity yeah yeah no, they, I mean look they do give a lot back to, to projects and there's a lot of money around go around the country there go around where you're down in East Cork down around Yalway you'll find yeah. lots of stuff supported by yeah, lottery but, money. Well, yeah, but if people wouldn't win. <laughs> they're, they're giving back. I know. I know. are giving people back. back their own money. Yeah, it's just their money. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is true. Been, <laughs> this is this is true. Yeah. And and if the Canadian government or whoever it was, pension fund, wouldn't have bought the thing if they didn't weren't making money out of it. A very fair point. Well, here's something that happened a couple of years ago, and I only when I sat back and thought about it did, did I realize, you know what, that's right. There was a thing when you'd have some young person coming up to their 21st birthday. What was oh, fashionable oh. for a while was to go to the shop and buy them 21 oh, scratch cards and put them into the card. And I went yeah. to a shop. Mea culpa here. I went to the shop to do it. And the, the very nice lady at the counter said, I'm sorry, but I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah. I can only give you three or four. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. And I said, okay, right. She said, and besides, she said, think about it for a second. You give some young person 21 scratch cards, they might happen to have a win off of one of them. <laughs> and what if they're vulnerable to a gambling addiction? And I thought, yeah. do you yeah, know what? That's true. Yeah. Do you know what? Colm, good yeah, well, point. Yes? I'm giving the 21 quid, anyway. 
<laughs> I know, yeah. And let him waste, let him waste it themselves. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Thanks, Colm. 0818969696. Yeah, look, the lotto is fun. The lotto gives a lot back to local charities and local sports clubs and all of that. But it's also very, very addictive. Tony. Hello, Tony. Hello, sir. Even your your club benefited from the lotto. They did. They got a they got a nice sum off them to help carry on and uh, help them build it. Uh, going back there a few years ago, you know. So yeah. like it's a uh, like I just listened to that gentleman. I know gambling is gambling. It's the same as drugs. Do you know what I mean? So like you you you, you spend you spend we say twenty euros a month on the on the on the lotto we say. What about the guy spending twenty euros a week on a bit of hash or something or whatever? You know what I mean? So like that's that's life. That's the way it is. People enjoy doing the lotto. Yes. See, could they win? Well, a lot, of, a lot of people enjoy putting a fiver on a horse, that kind True. of thing. And, and well, some people enjoy a bit of recreational cannabis too, Tony. But it's the yeah, addicts we've got to be careful of. You know, we've got to protect them. Yeah, I understand. I understand that. But, but, but like, as you say, uh, the addicts, if they need help, they'll get the help. But there is people out there that don't want the help either, you know? So it's uh, like like it's 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 a hard it's a hard way to like it's like the lot of for me we say the lot of for me is fun. What yeah. you find is fun, that's okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like it's it, you go you do it like as you said you don't do it that often. No. I do it once a week. I do it once a week. I, I do it. I I do it. I have a kind of a thing when the lotter when the jackpot goes over a certain amount, usually five or six million. When the I, I'm kind of saying, well, I'm not having some fella up the country winning that without yeah. me at least having a shout of it. That's when I yeah. do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I do it once a week. I'm in it to win it, and if I win, I win. Well and good. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So like, I know I know what I do with some things. Yeah. With some of the money when I win it, you know. But you see, Tony, you don't you don't have the problem in that you don't get the endorphin rush that say someone like Philip does when he gambles, uh, and 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 he's yeah. addicted to the. You you don't get that, you see. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, again. It's like I know a friend of mine that's addicted to a uh, uh, coke that you drink. He must have about ten cans of coke a day. Yeah, he just he just, he just needs it. You know what that's I mean? That's a genuine addiction. That, that is a genuine addiction. It's he's addicted to the ingredients in the Coca Cola. Absolutely. Yeah, you know. So like, it's we're addicted to things, and and and, and like paracetamol, you get addicted to tablets. It's just it's just life. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. But some people do it. Some people do it for fun. So don't take away the fun. When other people hurt their heart, I understand that. But okay. you must have some fun. You must have some fun in life well, to, well, well, to carry well, on. Well, you know? well, the point I would, I'd, I'd agree with you on on this level, Tony. In you know, I make no secret of the fact that I love a pint, and, and sometimes yeah. I love a few pints. I, I'm very yeah. lucky in that I don't have a problem with alcohol. Very uh, good. You very know, good. very lucky because I know people who do and have an awful problem whose lives have been destroyed by the thing. Do you know, but I'm one of yes, the lucky definitely. ones in that I can enjoy it recreatively if you want. The same, I think, yeah. goes for gambling. If you're lucky enough to be able yeah. to enjoy gambling recreationally, good for you. But yeah. but, but yeah. we need like, as a society to look out for those who can't do that, don't we? Well, I agree with that. I agree with that. Like once the fun, once the fun has gone over, putting a fiber on your horse, it's time to stop. Yeah, it is. And 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 the problem is that so many people can't at that stage. Tony, thank you. Good call. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Frank says lockdowns exacerbated online gambling through boredom. Although I believe any new legislation on gambling won't apply to the national lottery, which seems crazy. I don't know about that, Frank. Maybe you're right. The other thing too, like online gambling, 
And I don't know about the legislation. I have not a good read into what's planned. But online gambling, most of the online sites are based in the UK. So if I want to open up my phone and download an app from a British company and gamble away my month's wages, I'm gambling it in Britain. So Irish legislation, can that cover me and prevent me from doing that? And prevent that British company from taking my money? I sincerely hope it can, but I don't think it can. Corks 96 FM. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 